0: Welcome to the Brown Girl Rising podcast. I'm your host Uri Rishi, and I'm so happy to have you here. We are here to celebrate you and incredible inspirational women of colour from around the world. Women who are breaking down cultural barriers, who are smashing through glass ceilings and women who have experienced trauma and challenges and risen from these challenges. I'm so excited, so let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome to Brown Girl Rising. This is your host Ush, and today I have Amrit Kaur with me. Amrit is somebody I've known for a couple of years now, and she is a British-born Punjabi Indian woman in an interracial relationship with an African Anglo man. They've been together around 16 years and have had a lifetime of experience trying to fight for their relationship handling loads of different situations some of them bad some of them good um facing barriers obviously cultural barriers and obstacles and she's had to face uh, uh, and it's affected her physically and mentally in certain ways as well so after a lot of inner work, healing, and really looking at ourselves in a deep way, uh, Amrit has grown and now helps women and support them so that they can live in alignment with their truth. So welcome, Amrit, to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me here,
1: Osh. I'm so excited to be speaking about this and speaking to you on this podcast. I know it's um, quickly growing, and yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm so really happy to good. have you. Um, enjoying the sunshine that we have here in Coventry at the moment but I know it, it won't last this long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I've been in Bali for a few weeks and everyone was like it's raining it's raining it's raining I come back and it's beautiful and sunny and I'm like okay so I brought the sun, you brought the sun back Bali. Yeah. yeah I did I did I did <laughs> all right so Amri the first question I'm going to ask you today is what does it mean to you to be unlimited I love this question and
1: um it's an amazing word unlimited like even the word when you say it it's just limitless isn't it you don't have anything that's stopping you or the word like can't isn't in there it's just like for me it's my business's motto so it's live the life you want not the life that you were told to live, Mm. which is you know what I really want women to to do it's like just do what you want and I know it's easier said than done 100% because I've tried to do what I want at times I'm like I can't do that or no no way it's impossible but being limitless and limited is like you can literally apply yourself and do anything that you want to do and that's why confidence is a massive thing in my coaching because I feel like if you have the confidence to do do, do something if that's behind you then you really don't doubt yourself like once I have the confidence to do something like this podcast Mm if you asked me to do this a year ago I would be like no sorry mm. I can't do it because I didn't have the confidence in myself to sit here speak to, even though it's just you and me and we're on this yeah. um, podcast I would I know I wouldn't have the confidence to do it but because I've grown and been through that journey of right this is how it is this is how you know you face it fear, yeah, you are you know going through that kind of spiritual healing personal development journey
0: that I think is what yeah I think I think I lost you there but I think you were saying that's what you feel um being unlimited is yeah is about yeah (laughs) amazing amazing yeah I did lose you for a second but okay so I love that live the life you want not the life you were told to I think that's a really beautiful thing because as um a British born Indian woman with parents who have come across from India and they've been colonized they've come here to literally like give us a better life and then you know for us to be like oh I'm not going to live the life the way you want me to live it Mm -hmm. it hurts them but actually we've got to do it for us right so can you tell me a little bit about kind of your journey because you've been with your partner for 16 years he's obviously African Anglo yeah Um, so can you tell me about how you met your love story and kind of how you decided that this was the person for you and that you were gonna live that life that you wanted with this man, okay <laughs> so
1: um Lewis and I met in school, so we were seventeen at the time. We were wow. in sec- secondary school, yeah um we were both in sixth form mm-hmm. and um high school for the people who don't know what is called and <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah we we didn't know each other like we'd never met through our secondary school journey before that which is really weird because uh, it's not like a massive school but um, as soon as we did like meet and t- started speaking we just clicked Yeah, and it was just easy it was like I felt like I knew who he was like I felt like I'd known him forever mm. it wasn't like um, uncomfortable or it wasn't like weird it was just like it was just a lot of fun every day like having banter and laughs and when you're at that age it's always about like you know just messing around and things like that and it quickly kind of I realized my feelings kind of grew quickly towards like really Mm. liking him and I was like okay what is going on Um, that was scary actually to be honest because he's black and I've been told my whole life you're not allowed to be with anyone outside the community. You're not allowed um, whites, maybe will yeah. but
0: <laughs> no blacks and no Muslims. Like yeah, so what we were told. I mean, no BMWs was a thing for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? And then all of a sudden it became no BMWs and you're like, mm, okay. Yeah. Okay then,
1: so yeah, so I was just like, oh shit, what's happening? But it, and when I um, explain this, like, ex- these feelings they are not in my control I that's how it was it was like I fell and I fell farther, hard and I fell fast mm. and we just jowed. and why I, I the thing that I call it is a soul connection I feel yeah. like our souls connected like it was inevitable like I couldn't do anything about it so that happened and then we realized we really liked each other and yeah, we got together, but obviously in secret as you do in those days. Um and I still think people actually do that
0: now. Yeah. And um even my as parents, I um, really, people yeah. still get together in secret, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I've spoken to a few ladies who have told me their um relationships and they still haven't told their parents, so yeah. Mm. Um and then unfortunately my parents found out about us.
0: Oh you didn't um, tell them, they just found out. <laughs> this is so bad
1: so basically um I had a love bite on my neck
0: <laughs> oh okay you girl girl
1: and I was very obviously I was wearing high neck like tops for ages but then I had to go through the gudra and I was like oh shit how do I hide this now <laughs> so basically I had my chunni like my, the butter around my neck like that and it fell in front of my dad and I was like oh crap and, he's and he was all- like yeah and he was like what's that and I was like uh I made up some like lame excuse like I got hit by a ball or something <laughs> like that obviously my parents aren't dumb um and then literally they sat me down and it was the most nerve-wracking like one of the worst conversations I had in my life where I was literally just like I just remember crying a lot and thinking oh my god I've I've upset them I've disappointed them mm. they're so ashamed of me like I, why did I do this? It, there's a lot of negative feelings. I remember that. Mm. And they basically, they didn't shout at me or anything. They were just like, look, you know, you're not allowed to do this. Your studies are important at this time. You're going to university. Just concentrate on that and just yeah. end this little thing that you think
0: you have. They just thought it was like puppy love. Can so- I ask, at that point, did they know that he was a black boy? Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, so their reaction wasn't actually too bad. Because I think it's because they thought,
1: oh, it's just a thing like she'll get over it. It's just um, a teenage thing. Like she doesn't really know what she's doing. Um, and to be honest, yeah, it wasn't. It was only my second boyfriend at the time, so I had it might be with a lot of guys and stuff at the time. So I think they just thought, oh, we we'll tell her because my whole my whole life I've been I've been a good girl, right? Mm. So I've always done what my parents have done. I've always been the best I can be. I've always I've never stepped out of line until then right um and I think that's what scared the hell out of me as well because I was like this is not me I don't do this this is not in my character I'm the one that you know does what I'm told and does what I'm supposed to do so I think they just thought oh we'll tell her to end it and it will end but unfortunately Mm. (laughs) um yeah I did I did end it I ended it for one day it was the (laughs) worst day of my life (laughs) it was the it was so horrible (gasps) seriously it was so horrible it was like oh my god this is this, this isn't right and I'm glad I kind of did that because I think if I didn't try I can't say to them that I didn't try firstly and secondly I wouldn't have felt like imagine this for the rest of my life. Yeah but you so, think about out yeah. in
0: one day at that day. Basically, I was just
1: like I can't do this like I remember telling him in the morning because it was school and then literally like staying away or being in other parts of school and stuff because didn't want to see him and it was it was just horrible it was really horrible
0: Mm. um but yeah then carried on in secret again (laughs) um I moved and told him not to give you any more love bites yeah yeah that was like
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um moved to Nottingham to go to uni away from my city so we could be a bit more freer because obviously Mm. you can't go out like where I live I've got a lot of family and things like that so that was the reason I wanted to move away as well But unfortunately, I got really ill Um, in Nottingham. In my first year, I got really seriously ill. And I think it was partly to do with moving away and not being used to living by myself. But partly it was something that my dad said to me, which was like, remember, if you do find someone and we're not really happy with them, you may have to choose between us and the family. (gasps) And that really stuck with me. Yeah, That really, like... And I remember speaking to my best friend about it and I was like, do you think he knows? What do you think he means? Are they going to disown me? All this stuff. And I think the stress of that, knowing that I don't know what's going to happen, doing like first year of uni, I was doing my law degree and um, it was all a lot. And I think that kind of stress on my body at the time, I didn't realise, I just thought it was uni stress really affected how um, I was functioning Mm. um so when I talk about physical stress when I talk about this affecting me physically I got really ill to the point where um so I was bleeding when I was going to the toilet I was going to the toilet maybe up to 10 times a day Mm -hmm. and just blood was coming out and before I was really like ashamed to speak about it I was like oh my god this is not normal what the hell is going on I didn't tell my parents until it got to the point where I came back home and they had to rush me to A&E because I couldn't stand I was like in that much pain but to myself I said to myself like if I finish my first year if I um, show them that I can live by myself if I show them that I can do my degree and have a boyfriend then they must they must accept me because they can't say I can't do it yeah. And it was that kind of like backing myself, telling me myself these stories that if I do this, then they'll accept him. If mm. I do this, then they'll accept him. Um, all that strain and stress, I think at the time just was like, no, Amber, you need to stop. Like it's yeah. too much. And I think my body literally shut down. Yeah, and I was rushed in hospital and they diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis, um, which Gosh. is an auto auto disease, disease. Yeah, disease. and um, I was in yeah I was in hospital for for a few weeks and then they tried a load of drugs which didn't work and then I ended up having surgery um, because they couldn't like help my large bowel so they removed my whole large bowel oh God! yeah and I had a stoma for a year okay which was another like stress on top of itself I was like 20 at the time and I was like mm. oh my god I'm gonna have a massive scar on my body and I want to wear bikinis and I'm not gonna be able to wear short tops anymore you know as a young person like a young girl I was like oh my god my body is gonna be just deformed and deformed and you know all these yeah. thoughts going in my and I was like will Lewis still even want to be with me like I'm so ill now why would he want to stay it, it it's a lot to go through and um, the worst thing is I can't even talk to my parents or anyone about it because they're like why do you care about that you shouldn't even be with him anyway so it's like balancing all this crap Mm. yourself and you're like what do I do and yeah to get better from that like to be independent again and go back to university took me a whole year where I had to go through a few more operations to then reverse the stoma and so I could do normally again um but just to emphasise on that and I've spoken to women who don't realise the stress that you put on yourself, on your body because of what you're feeling from the stress, the shame, the guilt, mm. the disappointment of just being with someone you love. It It is real and it is is dangerous if you don't
0: know what's happening. Yeah, I can imagine and I mean that moment when your dad says you've got to, you know, be careful because you might have to choose between love and us. I mean, that's a big thing. Like, you know, as an Indian woman, you've you've grown up as a child in this secure household where you've been made to feel like, you know, this is your house. And then all of a sudden to be like, well, if you choose the wrong person, sorry, you're gone. Like that must have, that obviously created a lot of like physical ailments in you, it sounds like. So then after um you went into hospital and this all happened, like what happened with you and Lewis in terms of like, did you continue obviously we know you're together today but like did that affect your relationship because you must have been like well you know where's this going now so i literally said to him
1: lot, if you if you feel like you know this is too much and you can't handle it i could i totally understand because we were still really young at the age if you think mm. about it we were already like 20 um he was like no don't be silly like we're here we're in this together like what are you even saying wow um but the hospital point, the hospital visits were really awkward because mum and dad obviously came at normal hospital visits sometimes, but he couldn't. So the nurses, blessed them, they were so nice, they let him come at different times to see me.
0: <laughs> I love <it>. how <laughs> they made, like, specific special hospital hours for him.
1: Yeah, and it was, like, it was so sad because obviously they didn't understand, like, why. And I tried to explain to them. But it was, yeah, it was a really tough time to go through. um but we kind of tried to make it work as much as we could. But yeah, it was, it was crazy.
0: Yeah. So then, okay, so then after all that, like, you know, we've fast forward a few years, you're together now. Um, your relationship, Black and Indian or Blindian, as you know, as it's called in America, is obviously still a new thing for a lot of Brits. Can you, and obviously it, it seems to be more accepted, I would say, on on the other side of the pond. I don't know if you agree yeah. with that what are people's reactions to you guys then when you because I know a couple of interracial relationships and they're great you know they're happy they've got kids partners whatever how have you seen other people's reactions towards you not just your mum and dad but extended family friends you know that kind of stuff for me I feel like
1: once my dad was on board and he accepted us um no one else really would say anything because my dad kind of has that kind of authority over them. So they wouldn't okay. they wouldn't say anything bad to me. I did, however, have a few cousins who um were like weird about it, like only uh, in 2021, which is what like kind of started, kickstarted my journey to become an interracial relationship, my cousin said to me, Oh, um, just to let you know that you're invited to your niece's birthday party, of course, but unfortunately Lewis can't come. And I was like why because he'd been going to all the family events like we we're yeah out, out and proud like <laughs> um and she was like oh your relationship's not in- official enough for uh a-
0: oh okay are I- you married no so you're not married you're just a couple yeah you engaged yeah. yeah okay okay fine and that's not official enough no
1: <laughs> and i was like really taken it back because I hadn't heard anything negative about my relationship for quite a while Mm. when we first came out it was like oh my god you're with a kahala what the hell what are you gonna do what is your family gonna say like I did have that um before like telling my my dad but I never had that so recently and then when I posted something about us on my core confidence page on Instagram people were saying to me oh my god you're so brave for sharing Mm. that online um I'm surprised you shared a picture of you and him like I was like what are you talking about the only reason I didn't share things about my relationship because at the time I was just focusing on confidence coaching yeah um so there was no need for me to talk about my relationship but it was I think it was our anniversary and I just wanted to celebrate it and then people coming back and saying like these weird these weird comments that I wouldn't have assumed people would say in 2021 basically and that's when I realized oh there's still this stigma there's still this this Taboo. This problem attached to these mm. kind of relationships. This negative perspective, mm. which is really sad, and that's what really made me go down
0: the rabbit hole of um, interracial relationship coaching. Wow. So, how did those comments actually affect you in terms of their negative perception? How did they affect you and your relationship?
1: They didn't affect my relationship, but they affected okay. me more personally. Like, I was shocked. Mm. Surprisingly, I was shocked. Like, because. <laughs> For some reason, I'm so used to being around people that love and accept this now that I stupidly forgot the world isn't like that. And I think that that was something that really slapped me in the face to say, mm. maybe that was my wake up call to say, Amri, it's not like that everywhere. And you need to help these people. Um, because, yeah, it's great that you're living like that and people around you understand it. But a lot, a whole lot of people don't. And there's mm. a whole lot of hate out there. And mm. I really think that's where my purpose and my why really changed and aligned with me and I was like okay I get it now this is what I need to be speaking about because people still do see us as wrong our relationship is wrong it's not normal it's uh weird it's you know or not official whatever that whatever yeah. official means you know you don't need to be married to be uh in a relationship like no. part of me part of me like was saying to my cousin if I chose not to get married that is a choice in itself yeah if I choose not to have children that's a choice in itself I don't need to do those things because you think that's the right path for me so it's just yeah re-educating
0: relearning and trying to get this message out there as much as I can Mm. so I want to go back to something you said um you said once your dad was on board everyone else kind of fell into line but what did it take to get your dad on board? (laughs)
1: good question
0: so I've been
1: in my relationship now for about five years okay and all that stuff happened with my illness and I and I was speaking to my friend and she was like look you need to just tell them because it's not how and even my consultant actually said you need to tell them because it's not helping your mental health and Mm. definitely not your physical health um yeah that's weird that that just came into my head about my consultant saying that to me he was like because he was black himself, and he saw us together once. He, Lewis came with me to an outpatient appointment, and he was like, "This is beautiful. I'm so happy for you both, but you can't keep it a secret anymore. It's mm. really affecting you." Um, well, that's an exclusive for you, have Never shared. Exclusive, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then I literally had to like, literally had to like, literally have my fo- my friend on the phone. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Go do it literally put the phone down and just had to go to my dad where he was just sitting by himself watching TV and like I sat next to him I and like, he could tell, yeah, yeah, like he could tell I wanted to say something and he like kind of turned I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want? And I was like, <laughs> um. and then I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm in a relationship and it's still with the same guy that, you know, it was like a few years ago and stuff. And he literally just said, wow, you've made your decision. What else can I say?
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Kind of like really passive aggressive, just mm. like dismissed it, kind of like
0: oh, a what typical dissy dad it? basically. Yeah. 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 What do you want me to do
1: about it? Like, yeah. what do
0: you want me to say? You've made a bad like, lie in it.
1: I kind of got, I remember getting a bit like annoyed, like, come on, man, this is like really hard for me. And this is, all you- and I was like, so do you not want to meet him? Do you not want to know more about him? Like, this is serious for me. It's not going to be something that's going to stop. No. What's the point? you've already made your decision. It's got nothing to do with me." And I was just like, okay, fine. And I knew that he'd shut down and there's no point in me saying anything else because I was going to get just riled myself up and then yeah. he wasn't just going to carry it. So I just walked away. Okay. Then what happened? And then um literally, I think it was a couple of days later, he came up to me and he was like, arrange a, a dinner for us all. Um, Me, you, your mom and Lewis to meet, I want to meet him. And I was like, what?
0: <laughs> over dinner that's like major
1: seriously I was like uh, he could see the shock on my face I was like what happened dad <laughs> and he literally said he went to work and he spoke to his colleagues about it and his colleagues were from different backgrounds so I think one was Chinese one was white one was something else and they said to him that if their daughter had come up to him, them and said what I did in the way I did it they would feel like so respected and they they would feel so honoured that their daughter did that for them Yeah, and they were saying like thinking about your pride and like think about why you're saying what you're saying and your ego and are you saying it because you're upset about who she's with or are you saying it because you feel like
0: she should have told you earlier or you know like they were saying like you should be really proud of your daughter for being brave enough to tell you but another thing is is he saying it because actually that's what he's been conditioned to say yeah. by the society and culture around exactly. him in his day right like yeah you don't go with a black person you know that, yeah. that kind of thing so um, I
1: think and I always say this thank you to whoever those colleagues were because they really made him think about you know I'm so glad he had the courage to talk about it to the mm. people at work as well like I always give props to my dad for doing that and yeah he came back and he's was like um, arranged the meal and then the meal happened and then from there he was like yeah he's really nice actually he's
0: great and slowly slowly it just developed from there. Yeah, so he also saw saw kind of his soul rather than yeah. kind of his outer, which is beautiful.
1: And I always knew, like, once you meet Lewis, like, he's that kind of person you just get on with. He's He's yeah. got that kind of personality. So I, I wasn't worried about them meeting him because I knew, like, once they met, they would love him. But that day, I was like, Lewis kept saying to me, you you have to be less, ner-. he's like, I'm supposed to be the nervous one. I'm meeting them for the first time and you're the <laughs> one who's nervous wreck. Right? <laughs> Yeah, one of the most nervous days of my
0: life <laughs> oh my, but it went okay like your dad was respectful yeah. to him and yeah the other way around okay and your mom how did she take it
1: she was just like she's more like happy go free kind of thing so she's okay. kind of like
0: yeah he's kind of cool I mean um
1: Lewis's family and their side are more like a huggy kind of touchy family yeah. where I like when we are but it's kind of like not restrained. strangers so yeah. at the time, I just said to you, you know, go go in for a handshake, not a hug yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. So let me flip this script a little bit. So we know how now, you know, it was for you in this interracial relationship, but what was it like for Lewis, and how did his kind of parents, culture, everything, kind of, how did they? Um, how do I put this, how did they kind of come to accept you and Lewis as a couple and you being an Indian woman and him coming kind of out of his own culture as well Mm. to to, to be with you? I mean, I never,
1: while we were going through this, I never even thought about, oh, how is this affecting him? And it was Mm. only through doing chats like this that I actually sat down and asked him once, like, how did you, like, manage to be with me with all that craziness going on? Like, how did that make you feel? And he was just like, I knew we were meant to be together i knew you know you were the one and i just knew i had to do whatever it took for us to, to yeah. do that and he was i do have to admit he was really sweet he was really patient he's really calm like when i explained things so it was really helpful that he was in that way i think if he got um kind of angry or was like why don't they accept me or things like that i think that would have be been harder for me at that mm. time mm. um but i can see why like Partners can get like that because living in the secret is is hard. With his family, um they were really accepting. They've got a lot of interracial relationships um in their family anyway. So a lot of um black and white relationships. Um but the only thing I remember him saying to me was that his mom said, Oh, just be careful, because she knew about the Indian community and culture. And she's mm. like, they don't like mixing with others. Um, so be careful because it might be dangerous for her. And if you guys ever need a place, basically saying if I get disowned, if you if you guys need a place or you need somewhere to be, I'm always here for you. Oh
0: wow! Um,
1: because she knew like it was it was a big thing that we were doing. But yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thing. It's it's a massive thing, right? Because like, because of relationships, and maybe girls not going in the same direction as maybe their parents want them to, like, there are things like honor killings, there are things like beating people up, there are things like, you know, hiding people away from the world, like, it's not like it doesn't exist, we cannot yeah. ignore it. And yeah. so did you ever in your life feel that you were threatened or something bad was ever going to happen to you because of this relationship?
1: No, and I thank You're God, like lucky. I said, I'm really blessed and lucky that um, I was able to carry on and not feel to that point of threatened, um, nothing, no, no physical abuse, um, maybe a bit of like mental abuse, but it was more like I said, the kind of basic stuff where, where they don't understand when they don't understand what's going on. It's kinda of like, well, what are you doing? You're going against the norm. This is mm. not right. And mm. it's that kind of thing. But yeah, you're you're totally right. There is still this this big um this big negative stigma around these relationships where people think they have to go to the point of like like say honor killings and things like that. I remember going to India one year and um while we were together and um one of my old school teachers was really scared that they were gonna get me married off in India um because I was around that age and they were like no you can't go you can't go and I was like my family are not like that it's fine you know I really I knew it wasn't it was for my cousin's wedding but you know you do hear about things like that where you go for a wedding and then the person never comes back or um they come back and they're married or whatever so yeah I do remember like they were like oh tell us where you're staying and tell the you know tell Mm -hmm. us like information so if you and at the time, I thought it was funny because I was like, what are you talking about? Like, my, my family would never do that. But hearing stories and seeing, like, doing research around this topic, it is real and it's not funny and it's really dangerous. So, um, yeah, I think, like, the more we talk about and try and normalise these these relationships, it mm-hmm. is really important for people to see that it's not just, oh, it's not just you bringing shame on the family, like, loads of people are doing it. And mm-hmm. it's it's
0: not something to be ashamed of. Yeah, amazing. So, would you ever take him to India with you? And have yeah, you?
1: Yeah, I would love to. No, we haven't yet. Um, I would love to do that because I really want to do like um see some of the gurdwaras there and just show mm. him like Amritsar and things like that because it's important to me. So, yeah, we would love to do that. It
0: it is on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, how do you think your family would react if you took him to India, or when you take him to India, like your extended I family?
1: I my immediate family I hope that they come with us (laughs) it'd be nice if they came um I don't think anyone would say anything to me anymore like I said it's been um a few years now so if anything would have happened I think it would have happened ages ago and if someone does say something now I come I come at it from a different angle because of my coaching because of everything I've been through it's more for me of a why do you think that I wonder where that's coming from Mm, kind of that thing you know what i mean like yeah. it's like why are you having to say that like where's that belief coming from what is
0: it in you that's triggered that triggered my, yeah. my, why is my relationship triggered you like that exactly right? what's yeah. it got to do with you so you're coming yeah. from you're coming at it from a more powerful perspective in terms of you are solid in your relationship you know yourself you know your yeah that's incredible
1: i mean to say there are still idiots out there who just felt nonsense and that's always going to happen.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and as much as you try to like negotiate, compromise, or you know, mm-hmm. try and explain things, they're still just going to be You gotta just leave those people and just walk yeah. away and be like, okay, that's your opinion.
0: Yeah. You and are you finding you Are you finding you're still getting some like hate on your Instagram or social? Yeah, you are. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing. Um, <laughs> one thing I got commented on was like, oh, why would you want to be with a black person? You'd either want to be with a white person or. Um, a Sikh person, I was really confused because I was like, what? what you mean? <laughs> so, yeah, they sometimes they don't make sense, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I wanna um we were talking about cultures before, like in terms of how you guys integrated. Does Lewis take an interest in your culture as a Sikh woman? And <laughs> do you take him to a gurdwara? Is you know, does he need to come back? All that kind of things, you know, because like, yeah, if you marry, like what is yeah, how does it work?
1: So Um, we spoke about this a few years ago um, when I really started going more deep into my Sikhi and my Sikh journey and we both always say we respect each other as individuals as independent people and as a couple, so independently, he's Roman Catholic, that's his religion, Uh, I'm a Sikh woman, that's my religion, and we will both go down our own path, like he is more spiritual as well, so he Mm -hmm. has other different beliefs and so do I Um, I don't really think that you should have to change someone to be with them so Mm -hmm. if he does want to do more things to do with Sikhism like whatever like you know um a lot of things in Sikhism like meditate and things like that which is fine but I would never like force him and I think the, the the beauty is we do both. So yes, he's been to Gujarat and he's experienced that and had langar, and I've been to churches. And um, his brother got married in a beautiful church. It was really nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's like integrating both the cultures together. He loves um a lot of the things that we celebrate, Brunchior Divas and Diwali and Vasaki and things like mm. that. And it's really nice explaining these things. And then we are hoping to get married soon. So we're still looking you know, to get married in the Gudra and then explaining what and Karaj is. I've done that to the point where he understands why we're doing it, which I think is really important because I know what it means. And I think it's important to know why you're doing, what you're doing yeah, and not just absolutely. doing it for the sake of it. Absolutely. So um, I've had a lot of conversations with Amritari Seats as well about this. And I've said, you know, to the point where I really want to, respect the religion, but I also feel like it's a really big part of my past. So Mm. it it will it will feed into my relationship and to my children and my family, whatever happens. Um but yeah I think we've learned to communicate in a way where it's like this is my thing, this is your thing, but this is our thing as well. Because Mm. as two as people, we are two totally different people as well. Like he's so sporty and he likes you know, he does his basketball and he does all that stuff. And I'm more like academic and things like that, like reading and things like that. So, yeah, it, it it's really nice when we come together and we're able to celebrate each other's culture. Like, obviously they celebrate Christmas and Easter and things like that. So growing up in um, England, we we do that anyway. So yeah. it's just nice to yeah. um, see that from their perspective. Yeah. But yeah, it's been really nice Like Amazing. and living in Angola for a bit. I've been able to um see how his family have be how they like celebrate things there and they do it really big and it's really mm. nice. And mm. they it what I found is that they're so similar to how my family is, it's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's like they have a massive family, I have a massive family. Yeah, they are loud and proud and um you know support each other and have bank it's the same with me like i have a massive family loads of cousins loads of aunts and uncles and yeah so it, it does start like the only difference was that they speak portuguese so part of the portuguese
0: time just, oh wow yeah okay so angola,
1: angola was colonized by the portuguese oh. um so yeah they that's their national language and um that's literally the main difference between like us and them yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> true just, like,
0: yeah completely it's completely true right so you watch things like my big fat greek wedding and you're like yeah. they're exactly like an yeah. Indian family like seriously my partner my ex partner sorry was filipino and the way they were with family and um you know all of that was exactly like in like his mother was a very matriarchal mother very similar to mine and it was just like it's exactly the same. It's just that we're a different color or we're different religion, right? So it's so beautiful that you can see similarities in both your cultures, both your families, and you can bring that together. So here's a question for you. Like when you get married and you decide that you want children, how are you gonna bring it with children? So
1: I get asked this all the time and I've asked other people this in um, mixed relationships as well. And for me, I think it's really important for them to know both. Yeah. So both parents' cultures, both parents' religion, and then I said, when they get to a certain age, when they understand like a bit more about life and stuff, I'll just let them do what they want. So they might not be they might not be Christian. They might not choose something else, or do whatever they want. Or I think um, for me, it's important to have that foundation there about you knowing what my background is, what my cultures are, what. You know yeah. where I've come from but then it's also important to be like okay maybe I want to do this now or maybe this is like what I feel like I want to do so for me I think it's more about educating and bringing them up like I of course I'm going to be watching Hindi movies with them as well and yeah. I'm going to be you know listening to Bungalow with them as yeah. well and R&B because I love R&B music and it's all like integrating both cultures so they have mm. um, exposure to both and then they can they can choose <laughs>
0: but it's interesting isn't it because you say like um you you listen to Bollywood and Hindi music and Bungra music and then you've got your r and then you've got this and the other the thing is as British born Asians we're doing that anyway we're yeah. so ingrained in that r culture which is a black culture yeah you know and we go out we dance this anyway so it isn't like it's something different right it's not exactly. like you wouldn- you're gonna do something you wouldn't do anyway. and it's when you- Oh, am I back? No, you're back. Yeah, uh, I was going to say,
1: it's funny you mentioned that because when I was growing up, um, I'd always be told, oh, why are you listening to this black people music? Or why are you doing this black people stuff? Or why? And I never like understood that it was black people things. I just understood that. This is amazing music. I love it. I vibe with it. I like it. You know, that's yeah. it. That's all that yeah. I, I would like think about. So yeah, it, it it is exactly what you said. It's already integrated to it because we're like, over. we already be having to deal with well we're, we're Indian and I'm Punjabi and then but I'm also British yeah and there's that side of me as well yeah and that is a big part of me I was born here I was raised here I was, you know we don't we don't just stick to knowing Indians or knowing like my community I can't do that I, yeah. it's physically impossible especially going through school to do that so yeah
0: yeah and the world isn't what it was like Seven, eight million, whatever, thousand years ago, where people were just so siloed, right? Everyone's been colonized, everyone's become like one. And I think there are certain people in this world who need to accept it more, if I'm honest with you. Like they don't accept it. And, you know, there are more interracial relationships and marriages, and we are ourselves. I'm not just Indian, I'm a British born Indian. I have more affinity to the British way of life than I do to like my Indian Indian roots right yeah of course my culture but like I don't go back to India you know that kind of stuff um and I love it because like you were just saying like you know when you're growing up you're listening to like the R&B and stuff like that and it just reminded me of like when um I used to be in the house and we'd have box fresh on do you remember box fresh yeah and MTV yeah. Hits, and like, <laughs> yeah yeah Nelly's on MTV the was Nelly and everything <laughs> yeah and like but even like White culture has taken from back, black culture, especially music, yeah. right? R and B, blues, that kind of stuff has become like this, like you know, and think, You know that you know, white yeah. culture has taken, like even Alvis Presley, like he used to
1: say it yeah. so many times. You know, I, it's only because I'm white I've been able to progress like yeah. this, but my 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 music comes from the black
0: community exactly exactly and it is amazing how people are able to bring those two things together so okay so I know that we've been going for quite a while now and a lot yeah. of these quite um short but the last question I want to ask you is what can you advise to say somebody you know who is going through the process of introducing their interracial partner or, or their, the partner of a different race um to their parents to their family to their extended what kind of advice can you give them because obviously it's it's a it's a deep thing to do something yeah. like that, right? So it scary it would thing. be a scary thing for me to go and do that, right? So how would you I mean, oh yes, I introduced my ex James to my partner to my parents. That wasn't so scary for some reason. But I think I think because he wasn't a BMW, maybe that's what mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. Um and he was Filipino. But so how can you give us kind of a little bit of advice on how would you go about doing something like that?
1: this is a great question because this is a question i always get asked especially when um in clarity falls or you know you're speaking to women about interracial relationships and um this is why i made my free video guide the mastered method Hmm. because i know that this question was what and i spoke about earlier was what terrified me to do and took me so many years to do so basically um i would really like you have to prepare yourself and literally like the master method is eight steps that you can go through to prepare yourself but Mm -hmm. the the main thing I would say is be kind to yourself um realize like kind of realize that it might not always go the way you think it will and you know it might it it, the first response might be negative and you might have to go back Mm -hmm. and revisit um give your parents some time and patience to like absorb what you're saying because if it's the first time um that you're telling them and they and you've never really spoken about like well we don't really speak about relationships with our parents do we? Right. um and they don't and they wouldn't expect for you to come home and be like oh by the way i'm with this black guy or i'm with this guy who's from a different um race they're gonna have some feelings about it because it
0: because south asian parents don't like not being in control can and, I just like, tell you quickly what my parents what mum said yeah. when she met yeah, when exactly. she met James? I don't understand his eyes.
1: Oh like, you <laughs> should say that. That's not funny. That, that is that is like It is funny. This is, this is what I mean. It's like you don't expect these comments and you're just like, What do I do with that? <laughs> what-
0: Eventually <laughs> she was like, I really like him. But I think at the beginning she was just like, not sure about this, or you know. So yeah.
1: But this is exactly, that is a brilliant example that they're looking at
0: the features and not the soul.
1: They're yeah. looking at what do they look like? What will my, they look like with my daughter instead of who are they? And that's what you're trying to get to. That's what yeah. you're trying to get your parents to understand that this person is an amazing person. They are, mm-hmm. they make me happy. They they are like this. We are like this together. But you won't get to that stage until they get past the, oh, they're Black. Yeah. Or, oh, they're Filipino. So, yeah. um it's really like yeah gauging um the best time patience, and remember that they don't like not knowing what to do so when they're like a rabbit in the headlights they'll their brain will be like oh, what do i do what do i say what what and they yeah. don't like that feeling
0: no
1: so you gotta remember that um it's like a shock for them as well mm. um and you gotta kind of like baby it almost to be like you know do you have any questions they might even like my dad just shut it down and be like okay
0: whatever in that scenario did you expect an argument from your dad because that's what I would expect
1: um what did I now I thought he would be like interested for some reason
0: (laughs) oh okay yeah
1: yeah um and I think I got annoyed when he he didn't because I was like because I think for me it's like being the good girl I was like I've done everything for you my whole life why can't you Mm, just do this one thing for me mm, and mm. then you know I even did my law degree for you I even did this for you and it's like that I shouldn't be doing it for you I should be doing it for me yeah and it's that kind of learning like why was I doing it for you why was I doing it for them why 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 so that's another whole topic but um uh yeah just really um Think about where they are as well. Like timing is a massive thing. Don't do it like if you're in the middle of. Well, try not to as much as possible. Do it if they're really busy or it's like a busy occasion. Yeah. Because um, I really do think they'll need time to reflect. And if it does go sour, well, like really bad, like physical abuse or really like um, verbal abuse, take time away from it because they're got you both will need time. Because remember, you're getting a, gonna get affected by that trauma as well, and then reapproach it. But, yeah, my master method is free. That's why I made it, because I know this is a massive thing that mm. people go through and need help yeah. with.
0: Yeah. So, uh, mean if people want to work with you, um, how do they find you if they just want to do a clarity call just to kind of yeah. get something off their chest? How do they find you on all the socials, etc.? cetera?
1: Yeah, so I'm on all socials. It's at Core Confidence, K-A-U-R. And um, you can find me. I've got my website as well, Um callconfidence.com and you can literally dm me my dm's always open and um ask for a clarity call or you can go via the link in my bio and book a clarity call um, yeah and i like i've mentioned i've got the master method which is a free guide for anyone who wants to have that tough conversation with their parents because i know how hard that is mm-hmm. and i really think that information should be out there for everyone so that, that they, they can do that really important conversation yeah
0: This has been really enlightening for me and I've really enjoyed our conversation so thank you for being here today and you know taking the time to join us on Brown Girl Rising and show us how you've been rising. No thank
1: you so much like I said the more we talk about this and the more we we, I can get the message out there to try and normalize these relationships and that I could show that you know there's reasons why your parents because and you mentioned a couple of times generation trauma and yeah. things like that why they react the way they do and how we can try and educate and move and navigate with that that's my main purpose so if mm. i can try and get these relationships with as many people as they can living mm. loving life like i do in my relationship i'm so happy with yeah. how i am
0: then that's like my main purpose yeah amazing yeah. and let's just say it's always worth fighting for love
1: yeah, 100%. I mean, I always think of that quote, you know, is it better to love a lot than to love at all? And I really do think, you know, to fight for it, it is worth it, as scary yeah. as it is. Yeah, amazing.
0: Guys, Um, I want to thank you for joining us on this podcast, too. And you can always, as usual, follow me on I Am Unlimited Urvashi or Brown Girl.Rising. And I will see you on the next podcast. Bye.